So welcome to this week's post-Thanksgiving Pop Culture Persephone. I am really lucky today, guys, because I am being joined yet again by repeat guest hosts, S's. Um, Hannah Storch and Rachel Droder will be joining me. You may recognize them because they were both um, on the podcast before in double podcasts. Um, Hannah and I dished about traumatizing movies. It was a two-parter that uh, kind of screwed up our childhood. And Rachel and I dished about romantical, magical movies. If you want to check those out, please do. Go to the Pop Culture Persephone website and go through the episode directory. Um, it's either on the homepage or you can go to the area that says episodes. You can also learn a little bit more about Hannah and Rachel on the contributors page. Today we will be discussing the gay romantic holiday romantic comedy, The Happiest Season on Hulu, directed by Clea Duvall. And um, right after this, there'll be a brief advertisement and we'll play the trailer and go right into the podcast. Thank you for joining. thinking about going home with you and got very excited about Christmas. I get to go meet the people that made my favorite person. Abby, you and Harper have a perfect relationship. She is my person and I really want everyone to know that. I want to marry her. What are you doing on your phone? I left a gentleman alone in my apartment, so I'm tracking him to make sure he leaves. You're tracking him? Yeah, I track everybody. If the NSA can do it, so can I. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm finally going to meet everyone. There's something that we should talk about. Hi! I didn't tell my parents. I'm gay. So who do they think I am? This is Harper's orphan friend, Abby. Yes, of course. You're there. You're so brave. You don't need to be. I cannot believe I've got all my daughters under one roof. So her parents believe their straight daughter brought home her lesbian friend for Christmas? Not exactly. They also think that I'm straight. Have they ever met a lesbian? This is why I avoid Christmas. It brings out the worst in everything. I've always skated circles around you. <laughs> I love it when they do this. You're such a cheater! It takes itself so lying. No, really? Just be yourself. But don't lie. You're a very bad liar. Really? Harper. This is Abby. Abby is my orphan roommate. We, I am an orphan, but we live together as friends. Um, like a queen. Oh, please stop. Yeah. I can relate to being in love with somebody that is too afraid to show the world who they are. What are you doing in the closet? I'm here to rescue you. Are you the ex-boyfriend? Yes, I am very sexually attracted to her. Mm, a female. I nailed that and she is fabulous. Everybody's story is different. Just because Harper isn't ready doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Abby, honey, are you okay? Uh-huh. Morning. I'm sorry about all this mess. Morning, kids. Morning. Honey, I'm headed to the office. 
Have a good day. You know I will. Well, I am on with at least one folk has picked up, and that would be Miss Hannah Storch. Hi. I am. Hi, Hannah. I'm on with Hannah Storch, and Miss Rachel Droder will be joining me any second now. And if not, um, we will figure out a way for her to do that. Um, but I believe in as- her. I believe in her as well. So as I said before, these guys came on. We listened to the trailer for The Happiest Season. We'll get to that in in a second. Um, and that's Dexter. Say hi, Dexter. Hi, Dexter. Um, and um, one of the reasons I chose both of these folks is because they have been on the podcast before and they are pretty fantastic when it comes to describing many things in movies that I miss (laughs) and um, their perspectives are usually very different than my own. Hi, friend. Hi, Rachel and Rachel Droder. I was just speaking lovingly about you and Hannah um, (laughs) has joined us on the call. Um, Rachel, right before this, I played a trailer of Clea Duvall, who is the writer and producer um, of this movie and director, I believe, of The Happiest Season. Um, currently now, on it's um, airing on Hulu, and it aired, it was released on the 25th, kind of kicking off a, uh, kicking off the, I guess, the Christmas season for Hulu with new content, although I know that Hulu is filled with other Christmas movies right now, as is all the streaming services. It is a literal cavalcade of selections. <laughs> I mean, I could have a podcast every day. I was in shock and awe when I saw some of them. So, like the 12 days of like romantic Christmas movies. Yes. So, before we get started, my ladies, I would love to hear from each of you about your most anticipated if you have one your most anticipated christmas season movie the movie that you look forward to watching that really kicks off the season for you it does not have to be a traditional or one that people think of christmas it's it's whatever comes to mind mm-hmm. i'm going to start with you hannah i have always loved and still love the Rankin and Bass Christmas cartoons from like the really popular ones like Rudolph and Frosty. Oh, oh, the claymation. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Rankin and Bass, they do all the claymation. So like Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus (coughs) Coming to Town. Um, And then we get the obscure ones, which I love even more, like Jack Frost and Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. And I have them all on DVD, and I watch them every year. Um, that and Wait, po- there's a Chris the, the the Christmas donkey. This is <gasps> so. What is it about donkeys at Christmas? Because there is also I mean, an Italian song called Dominic, Dominic the donkey. Because it's I, like the it's like the the Jesus biblical. Yes. Oh my gosh, I am a 
bad lap Catholic. That's what a Nestor is about, is the story of literally like their song is like, you've all heard about Rudolph, who died in Santa's sleigh. (laughs) Well, we've all heard about Rudolph. But this is like, this is about Nestor, and he saved Christmas Day. I don't know what the song is. But he's like the donkey who carried Mary to Bethlehem, like pregnant Mary. Never seen this. Oh, we'll have to watch it. It's like it's like a twenty minute cartoon, claymation. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with. Is it the Baby New Year one with his big <gasps> ears? Yes. Uh, Ru- uh, Rudolph and Frosty. No, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. That's another one. Yeah, that one is. And that's I actually mean, Nestor's thing too. Is like everyone makes fun of him because he has really long ears, and but he's able I'm to like. Fun? he's able to like carry like hold mary like so she doesn't of fall ears. yeah because all the the assholeism in these claimate i mean the bullying so i mean bullying. rudolph alone the rudolph alone is it blitzen who's the coach i thought blitzen is either the coach or his dad his- who's like you should he, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed you were born that way. His dad, That's the message it said to me. His dad, when, like, puts a cap on his nose. Well, yes. If anything, maybe the dad should be ashamed for covering up the blinkity blink. <laughs> I mean, that blinkity blink is, I mean, this is going right into the territory that yeah. we're talking about yeah. with some gay shame. <laughs> uh, because, oh, man, the metaphors. All right, Rachel. How about you? What is the if you have a movie that you're like, I'm here, Christmas, the season, <laughs> the season of it's here. What is it? Um, the Christmas season is here when I have watched or have failed to stop talking incessantly about the family stone. <gasps> oh and yes. I I mean, you both know me. I am a I'm a sentimental lady. Yes. I love a good sentimental Christmas movie. But what I what what I hate and what I love about the Family Stone is that it stresses me out almost the entire time. It's like a very stressful It's so stressful. Christmas like, movie. Yeah. The only <laughs> Go ahead. What? I, I was gonna say I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but the only thing I kind of remember is that like isn't one of the kids deaf or gay yes both they're both. both okay and so like and there's yeah. this whole big scene where it's like i'm glad my kids are my kid is deaf i'm glad they're gay and sarah jessica parker's like why would you why would that? you want that's all i remember about the movie I'm yes. like, mm. and i was like no so cringy <laughs> like i mean it's 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 cringeworthy most of it is cringeworthy you know um it's sarah jessica parker um i forgot who the um Anyway, she, she's brought home um, with her fiancé, um, Dermo Mulroney. Yes, Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. I like Dermo better. <laughs> or Dermo, like Dermobrasion. Yeah. <laughs> He's an extremely handsome white dude. I always think, like, if you looked up extremely handsome white dude, oh, yeah. you'd get... Because Dermot Mulroney is the one with a bit of the nose. He has a prominent nose. He was also in a great romantic comedy, My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah. But it has, like, an all-star cast. Oh, yes. 
Rachel McAdams, Diane Keaton, Luke Wilson. I mean, like Claire Danes, the Parker, like Claire Danes. Oh my God, Claire Danes. She's great. But like, he brings Sarah Jessica Parker home to meet, her, meet his family. And like, they're just a mess and they all hate her because she's like kind of stuck up and they're all like granola, like fall on top of each it's other. It's like the like, opposite of this movie. Yes. Although there are yeah. a lot of similarities. Like this movie had a lot of, the movie that we just watched has a lot of cringe moments. Mm-hmm. But The Family Stone always comes up for me. One, because I love, like my ideal family during the holidays is one that is just like people are bringing whatever people are like piling in and it's like there's something cooking and there's like yes. hot liquids always and, you know, people around like, yeah like there's people around so like that makes me so happy um but it does have that like really cringy element to it that like things aren't just working out and it's it kind of releases at the end that everyone just like ends up with who they're just honestly were supposed to be with in the beginning. And it's romance. It's Christmas a miracle. It is. And I think also what's interesting about that movie. And um, it's very easy to villainize the Sarah Jessica Parker <clears throat> role person character, but this is supposed to be this really like liberal, cool, you know, we welcome everyone, family, and they're throwing so much judgment at her. Yeah. And at one point, she says to Luke Wilson, who is the brother of Dermot Mulroney and kind of the complete opposite. Yeah. Doesn't she him. end up with him at the end? Yeah, and she, en- and she ends up with him and she was essentially going like, what's the code? Yeah. Essentially, like, it, it's not those words, but um, it is so intimidating to meet families in this situation. Yes. And that's I mean, exactly like what this, that's exactly what Happiest Season was like the opposite of, you know, right? So like really yes. conservative family or seemingly conservative family meeting someone who is not a terrible person, but is not just not the cookie cutter version of what their daughters are. Right. And it just She's an orphan. Did you know she's an orphan? She's an orphan. Did you know? She was an orphan. Her parents died. Yes. Well, I will tell you that and we'll finish up this little part real quick. But I will tell you that to me, um, the beginning of the holiday season is two things. Any Dolly Parton movie. She is the only one who can deliver over the top sentimentality in a full, like, full velvet outfit. <laughs> and I'm like, this is genuine shit. And I will cut a bitch if you say anything. Does wrong. she? It's always been genuine shit. She has multiple Christmas movies. I was just going to ask. I've never seen. They're scattered. They're scattered to and fro. We got a couple on the Hallmark, we got a couple on Lifetime. And I do believe we got one on either Netflix or Hulu, but they're, they're you know, it's just like her. She's, she's for the masses. And I'm sure she has some on CMT, the country music oh, yeah. channel or country CMA Hannah, or whatever. Any Dolly Parton Christmas movies? I haven't. I, I didn't even know there were any. I'm a bad Dolly Parton fan. There's, there's great ones. And there's also, there's also one that is a little bit older and it, I think it's very much based on her life when she was living in, growing up in Pigeon Forge. 
like in the one bedroom with like the zillions of brothers and sisters. It's all very, it's all very dolly. It's great and it's real. That so anything by her, but there is a movie that I recommend, and a lot of people don't know about it. It's actually Thanksgiving, but when I I watch it every year around Thanksgiving, and it's called well, the, holidays. the holidays. I knew you were going to say that. My father makes us watch and, that every year. <laughs> and I love it. I love, I give me Holly Hunter. I love Holly Hunter. I love Robert Downey Jr. And you got Anne Bancroft in there. You got a crazy, crazy cuckoo family with a lot of infighting. <laughs> but love at the end of the day. Um, but there's just such great dynamics between Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. And you're like, oh, God, put them in more movies together. They yeah. play brother and sister. Believably. Like, just no boundaries. Just a no boundary brother and sister relationship. <laughs> and, um, which I love. Yeah. And, you know, the parents that are only listening to certain things, but they're really listening to everything. Those, those are my parents. <laughs> The collect the collective um, listening. My mother has um, selective, not uh-huh. collective listening. That's my mother. So it's um, it's great. But I highly, highly suggest it if you like dry, sarcastic humor. There is a scene at the very beginning that typifies. Usually, I know everybody had a very ab- most people had very abbreviated Thanksgivings this year due to. The national pandemic. Um, I keep on saying it that way. I don't know why. It's not funny. It's better um, than the Rona, which is what other people say. Yeah. Um, but there is a scene at the beginning and it shows Holly Hunter has flown in to see her parents and she's getting in a cab and she looks over and it's like the parents of this adult in their 30s has picked them up and they're just giving her a look of oh god just like oh god stranger you know i'm going with my parents now it's just that oh god um, how, am I, gonna get through, how am I gonna get through this so it's it's pretty great it's pretty great but we are not here to talk about any of those movies psych psych so we are here to talk about this is not the first gay or queer Christmas movie I believe out there but I think this is the first most conventionally marketed Mm -hmm. um, with this level of budget out there there's a series of independent movies I'm sure that have had this theme and with a huge cast Mm -hmm. I mean a really really impressive cast I will I'm going to give, give it, give the compliments where I can. <laughs> but essentially the, um, for our listeners, really the crux of the movie is you have two girlfriends. Um, Not just Abby, girlfriends, but like girlfriends. Girl. Lesbians. Yeah. Lesbians. Le- let's, let's be lesbians. Let's um, use the L word. Harper played by... I'm always like the girl from Mackenzie um, Davis. Mackenzie Davis, who was in, um, if anybody's ever watched Halt and Catch Fire, she was also in the latest Terminator movie. Yeah, She's I was like, to figure out where I knew her from. It's like, because you've seen her only with short blonde hair. 
<laughs> which she is beautiful with short blonde hair. But this hair that she's got in this movie is tragic. I don't know oh. if it's a wig. It's bad, Hannah. Yeah, the bangs are cute. Okay, it, let's no. put a let's put a pin in that. <laughs> then we Four. but the I would say the big star you have is you got Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. as um Abby. Abby, who is definitely someone who has been out and in her skin out as a gay person yes, she longer. Um, she also is um unfortunately without parents because her parents passed on when she was 18 they're supposed to be i think in their mid mid 20s do we get an age 25 27 it was 10 years 10 years ago okay so she's they're 28 so at least she's 28 um and really the whole idea of this is the harper character feels bad she doesn't want abby staying at home for thanks for for Christmas. christmas Um, so she invites her and says, oh, you know, she's under the impression she had come out to her parents, but it turns out she had not come out to the conservative parents. So, which she found out on the drive there, on the drive there. It's the first. Yeah. Like, so the activities all go around that. I mean, that's the movie. I mean, everything really comes out of this rising conflict that all of a sudden, the Abby character, Kristen Stewart character, who is absolutely in love with her, yeah. is now being forced to play the friend. Uh-huh. Um, so, who wants to start? <laughs> I I really enjoyed this movie. I watched okay. I watched it twice uh, within like 48, 48 hours. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> it was like it's got some really like fun quirky heartwarming moments there's a lot of bad in it there's a lot of terrible people in it um i i really enjoyed it um my first takeaway was like the very the very beginning of it starts with like this like montage of like how they met which i actually i really paid attention to the second time i watched it because they've only been together a year right like and they're, she's going to propose to her on Christmas, which, like, I'm like, they're just really playing into that lesbian trope of, like, mm-hmm. we've been together six months. Let's move in. Symbiosis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like the quickness of that. In so that. fast. Um, I think, I mean, I mean, regardless of your sexual orientation, I think that if you're marrying someone after a year, I think that's too soon. But that's just me. Um, but it's also, like, it, it raises the stakes. Like, they have they have to have that like she i was gonna marry you and you turned into this totally different person yeah um, we had that, like the contrast for the sake of the movie right yeah um but I, I i know what you're saying like a lot of it is about how uh you know harper hasn't come out to her family and like that's like the main point of the movie but if we're gonna go broader it's about like these her relationship and her sister's relationship with her father and her mother like it's just totally fucked like they all have this she even says like we were supposed to be these golden perfect children and like competing for your like their love like our parents love was like we didn't earn it we had to compete for it like so again it just raises that stake of like I have I can't like come out because 
my parents will never love me like again which yeah i i i guess my issue is i just okay i uh, i was like this what year is it i kept on thinking yeah that's my problem with it rachel what was your take i mean so when we when we talk about raising the stakes and we talk about how conservative family supposedly is and and all of these things and like we we just assume there there are just like a ton of assumptions thrown onto her parents that they're not going to love them that they're going to right like all i mean all of these things that end up not even being essentially true in the end generally i mean some of them are but like didn't happen um as much but what so i i and i when i first started watching it um the first thought that i had it, it is truly a christmas movie i mean they're walking on a christmas tour in a christmas wonderland decorated small <laughs> like it's it's very beautiful and yes. there is like the the mark of a really good christmas movie is that there is immediate magic you know it's not it's not necessarily christmas magic but it's just like they're in love there's like a funny um tour guide you know like there's like there's just there's like levity immediately and i really really loved that and every single time we were in a new scene we saw a new cast member that was like a person that you had a that, that was like a familiar face to you which was amazing you know like that felt really really nice yes and all of that and like that gave me a lot of um it gave me a lot of uh good feelings because it wasn't like it wasn't like pushed on us that it was like a gay christmas movie it was like it felt like it had a big budget it had it felt like it was advertised in the mainstream it felt like these two people were genuinely in love it felt like you know all of these things created this like right. beauty and what frustrated me when you guys started talking about like you know people being pressured to impress her parents it really frustrated me that like even with an out like an explicitly out gay movie an explicitly out gay person like all of these clues that can say like maybe this is something that like, you know, what, what, what are the holidays really about? And, and all of these things, it still fit into a lot of the like regular Christmas tropes, you know, oh, yeah. like meeting the family and that being a pressure thing. And like having, having a gay best friend, like Daniel Levy was like this absurd, comic I, relief. you know, I didn't, and, <laughs> he was David Rose from Just Creek. Yes. I mean, like, he's always going to be David Gross. And, and, and it, like, kind of fell into all these things. And, like, the one that... And, like, it didn't really frustrate me throughout the movie, but it really did when it was, like, okay, so at the end, when they were, like, we've just... Everyone has done all of these things our entire life because we wanted to impress you. It's, like, so the moral of the story is everyone's scared of, like, not impressing, like, white dude Victor, Victor Garber. Like, But even was he... Like, like even him at the end was like i just wanted to win to make you guys proud like i spent all this money and time like i did yeah. it like because i wanted i wanted to win but i wanted to win it for you so it's like one but of like, those like gift of the magi like no things other, and it's just like a mess but like i so throughout the movie i really loved it what it started because because of that because of the magic and i'm like again sentimental you're going home for the holidays like there were some like pieces of relief like even when um harper was saying 
you know, you can't come to a dinner or I would like to go hang out with friends and not you like all of these things like all around along the way that I was like, Oh, uh, uh, like, and she had like boundaries. Yeah. Like it, like it, she had some relief. She had like Harper's first lady love to like kind of be friends with throughout this time. She had like these kind of these little bits of relief um, calling her friend Daniel played or her friend John played by Dan Levy, um, which was really <clears throat> nice. But like, I really loved the movie. I got like a sour taste in my mouth when Harper kept over and over again, disregarding Abby who already came to Christmas out on a limb. Like she already like was all messed up. Finally yes. agreed to come and then without like really helping her feel welcome harper is like actually i'm not to my parents actually i don't know they don't know who you are and actually i'm not really gonna um spend time with you i'm gonna be i'm gonna be with my family so like none of this is going to be to, to your favor and that really like messed me up because like abby is already like messed up for the fact that she's not being paying attention to so i'm like screw this you know like i'm and that's such a relatable thing though i think like the whole like you were a different person when you are around different people like when you go home for christmas or when you go home you know know, for like for whatever like and you see the people you grew up with or went to high school with like you act differently around them than you might with like your friend group or your significant other um if you bring a significant other or friend home for for the holidays, I'm sure we all have like some sort of story about this. It's like, hey, do you want to come out with, for for drinks with this person? Hey, do you want to like come visit my family? Hey, do you want to like just be pulled along to any plans? You know, um, and but like I don't know, it just felt different. I was like, Kristen Stewart is already like a lowly, scrubby, <laughs> <laughs> scraggly, hey. unwashed hair. Yeah, I was. I kept on thinking, all right, this character who doesn't really celebrate celebrate the holidays may have it very much connected to the fact that her parents have been gone for 10 years, has finally found joy around this time of the year, and um, enough so that she's inspired um, to be asking this woman to marry her. And the first opportunity to be integrated into a Christmas-like situation, she is treated like, I think, garbage. And not even, if that was, if she was a, if they were platonic friends, also inexcusable behavior. Mm -hmm. That's my whole thing. I'm like, I mean, overall, I had this, I don't know if my, obviously my, uh, I had much higher hopes than I, than I realized because I really thought for some stupid reason. And I, I know Clea Duvall's gay. Kristen Stewart is, um, she was an executive producer on this and she's, um, I believe she, she's she's queer. I mean, she really just, she, she just recognized, um, she sees herself as queer or calls herself um, queer. But I was like, what if this is just a hijinks movie, Mm. a Christmas hijinks movie? Like we've seen Christmas with the Cranks, Home Alone, but they just 
happened to be gay. I was hoping that they just happened no. to be gay. And We're so not there it yet. was like a very, let's, no- I know, let's very much normalize. But I mean, in the beginning of the movie, I felt the exact same yes. thing because. I was in love with their love in the very beginning. They were like yes. rolling around. They were on the they roof together. Like, there were hijinks there. Together. And like everyone's Correct. feeling. Like I got that feeling that like we, we were, we're not supposed to do this. And we're, and we're, we got caught and we're like feeling sneaky but, and laughy and cute and like beautiful. You know, can we talk about, I was, I, I was convinced. <laughs> can we talk about real quick? They're on the roof looking at all the lights and it's very romantic. And then they, the people whose house they're on, they're like, hey, get out of my house. And they, the, the person who runs out is a sexy Mrs. Claus, sexy Santa lady with a whip and a dominatrix reindeer. Yes. And a reindeer that has, like, yeah, like it has wrappings and pink cuffs. And she's like, what are you doing downstairs? Right? And I'm I like, was like, ah! this happens in the first 10 minutes of the movie. I'm like, they just want to make it really clear. This is a, <coughs> is this a queer, like, it's a queer movie. Like, we're going to have this kind of stuff. Like, is, what was I that? A lot of those, they had, they had a lot of those, like, trophy things listed throughout. They had that. The drag they queens. Had, like, the drag, drag queens. queens. You know, like, the gay bar. Like, the, I didn't tell my parents. Like, the gay best friend. Even in the gay movie, there's a gay best friend. You know, like, whatever. I hated that. <laughs> you said I that, I hated Hannah. that. Like, just, I hated that. First of all, that Dan Levy, I mean, I know he's only done Shit's Creek. But he was just, like, he was just a David Rose. Like, it was too it much. Was it was it was too much like David that. Rose for also, you. Also, like that he in a movie that we have a gay couple as the like like the primary romantic couple. Why do we need a token gay best friend? Like, is it just there for comic relief? Like, I guess. Like, he's funny. Don't get me wrong. I mean, honestly, they, the um Dan Levy and um the person that played oh my Jane, god, we need we're gonna have uh, a long conversation about Jane. Yeah, but like. At first, I was like, oh, fucking Jane. I was like, you need to. Oh, she saved it for me. She saved the movie for me. Eventually, I'm like, if it wasn't for Dan and if it wasn't for Mary Holland who played Jane, I was like, I would just be cringing and crawling. Did you know that Mary Holland, who played Jane, also wrote it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she wrote it with Cleo Duvall. Love it. And she's a a stand-up. Yeah. She's a writer, but she's also very much a stand-up, and I think you can see that she looks. She seems very much like a. I'm sure she has a background in improv, and that kind of aligns with like her character arc too, because she was just like push aside, push aside, kind of like strange, whatever. And at the end, she like unveils this like portrait. Oh my god, I love that moment. Yeah, moment at the end where Anna Gasteyer, who plays this like high-powered donor and just kind of a bitch overall. And she wins this painting that Jane did in The White Elephant. And so she unwraps it. And it's this gorgeous painting of, like, Main Street. Like, a beautiful, realistic, huge canvas. And Anna Gasteyer is like, what, what is this? What is this? I'm like, what's it supposed to be? It is. Like, it was a very weird moment. She's like, what is this? Like, it wasn't even. But, like, it was this moment that I was like, I totally underestimated Jane. You know, like, Jane is like, I spent a hundred hours painting this. Yes. Well, she's not, I mean, she's the baby sister. She's supposed to be the youngest, right? She's the middle child. Middle. She's the middle child who has literally been ignored, diminished, 
and every uh, those parents and the sisters have just kind of said kind of patted their head and, and poor Jane you know whatever well Jane is creating she's creating the next series of Game right? of Thrones books essentially yeah. and and doing oil paintings the size of a, a room I mean she's the secret girl Jane she's like the secret sauce everyone is movie. horrible to her she's in, like everyone like I mean, I don't know. Are those horrible oh twin children God. horrible I, to I'm, her? We need to talk those about those robot children. evil twins, too. <laughs> Fuck those They um, yeah. I mean, like, people were horrible to her. The, the, their, her, like, role, her immediately, the first thing that we learned about her is that her dad uses her to fix the internet every two seconds. Yes. And, like, everyone's got that, like, relative that's, like, the tech whatever, but she's, like, only used for that, and they're, like, Hey, I don't really trust her to go get the right? Christmas gift. Can you go? Can you go babysit her essentially? Or hey, we we need you. We need you to do these things and not to feel like we're giving you any any credit for any of this. They literally, like, they literally say like Jane. Jane actually ended up okay because she like likes herself and she just does whatever the fuck she wants and she's happier for it. So she's kind of like whatever like the other daughters should really strive to be because we have Harper who's like mm-hmm. this closeted journalist and then we have Sloane the older sister who's played by Alison Brie who is married to I don't know who that person is. He's the one per- His name is Burl Mosley. Okay. He's like the one person in this I didn't know. Um and yeah. Uh, they're married and she was a high power lawyer and she gave that up to raise her twins who are terrible scary monsters named Magnus and Matilda um, and so like both Sloane and Harper like have either the perfect family or the perfect like job and then there's Jane who they, who they literally say like we gave up on her in preschool because she wouldn't stop biting the other children and that's what like she's yeah. happier for it like but it's it's those i and my parents aren't like this um well i was the last one i'm the baby so they were exhausted by the time it was me pretty much so i got i got away with a lot of things but i knew a lot of very waspy parents growing up um where i grew up that were just checked out completely they were very much i had a good friend in high school and her parents were those parents they were that victor garber and mary seenburgen having the christmas eve party for select people in the community and yada 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 and everything was appearances and i'm like this has got to be exhausting it's also like they're never off also like this was something that i watched this with brian and he was saying like this this weird this is a this is a weird like christmas trope too of like these lavish christmas cocktail parties like you have to like if you're watching a christmas movie they're gonna have they're you like not always but a lot of the times like they're really rich like waspy upper like upper middle class yes. people who had these big like with shrimp cocktails and like someone walking around with you know champagne um and Brian was like what is that about like I'm like well people like watching rich people like it's like and it's also very Christmas 
like these big trees and like 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 the glass Mm -hmm. ornaments and like the tinsel everywhere and like the the greenery everywhere like yeah there is there is this this desire that people I mean half of the Christmas movies that come out on Netflix now every year is about royalty Christmas princess and like royalty you know because that's like the thing and the and the I mean Teresa and I have talked about like the beauty of the 90s and all of the Christmas movies that have come out in the 90s and early 2000s or some of them that I really enjoy are like the like the the family stone people are like yeah. in you know whatever they're yeah pajamas. it's not pajamas. always like, but yeah it happens or like or like um uh while you were sleeping you know yeah it's just like piled in and there is magic in that but like yeah there is this that is a trope that keeps coming up and like it has this hook in us but I think in the beginning of this when Hannah you mentioned this like they have to contrast it so much that like you know oh you know Abby what do you do a grad student I mean she's getting yeah amazing but like, yeah, she's a she, she she's a grad student at like not a top tier university, and like there has to be some sort of contrast there that she's like not like some freakishly high powered anything, you know, and and that is the same. I think it's the same deal with this like Christmas on steroids wealth mm-hmm. thing. So I don't know if you guys remember. Well, first off, right now it's interesting that you said that, Rachel. Because Netflix is really about the celebration of the Christmas on steroids yeah. on wealth. So right now they have, well, they have a lot of things out there. But um, if you re- recall last year, there was not one, but two Vanessa Hudgens movies. Yeah. One, The Christmas Night, K-N-I-G-H-T. <gasps> I still haven't which seen Which is it. A, a time travel um, where this, yet again, this girl has an unrealistic and of course it's something horrible like her parents died and for some reason she gets the mansion she has this home and she's living a very well-to-do life and the entire town is not real like the entire town is just a perfect cookie color cookie you know christmas village and then there's also the damn princess switch going to belgravia celebration of christmas royalty because that way you are sure to be able to show wealth porn yeah when it's royalty Mm -hmm. so they love the royal shit Mm -hmm. because they're like we can have christmas not even necessarily in america but we can also give it the exotic feel of I was gonna say let's Bell- not say exotic European like we're not gonna be exotic Europe- yeah <laughs> not exotic but European ish I don't know where Belgravia is I don't is believe it, like, it is it's the not real. It's- country that's not real yes <laughs> it is what's the Genovia. place of Princess Diaries Genovia <laughs> Genovia and Belgravia are I believe cousins they They've are been, right like, next war, to each like, other times yeah, but it's like down to the part that I have to, I gotta get myself a little drunk when I'm watching these movies so I care a little less. Mm. Like I gotta mellow myself out because I have not watched Princess Switch Two switched again. Wait, I, I don't have it. In, 
I because I get so angry. I've no, 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 I didn't own a bakery, but my ass worked in a bakery with two pastry chefs. Let me tell you, these dames were not dressed like <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens working. You don't look pretty when you're working at the bakery. You are this close from a hairnet, sometimes with the hairnet. You literally, it's a what about like a patisserie? I mean, it is not like, fancy. It's not yeah, the manager. A I don't know. It is not. It is not a job of glamour. It is blood, Oof. sweat, and tears. I'm not kidding. But you. again, with you... the contrasts, she's like a baker, even though she's not like you know sweaty and I need flour filled or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I need six eggs, and she's and then she's contrasted with this like insanely wealthy princess. Also played by Vanessa Hudgens, for those who aren't aware. I thought we gave that up in no. Trap, but we clearly did. People love twins or people oh, that should be me. twins but are not twins. And and that person is Rachel Droder. <laughs> I love you're like, you can't get enough, can you? Oh you're I, like you're I like, love, give me a I love it. I, I loved I love it. I, I I get that it's an awful thing to do, but like I will watch the Christmas switch and I will. I I haven't it. seen I mean, I love all those kinds of like Hallmark y Christmas movies too. Like these are so oh, I, yeah. Like I like watching them because I can I can call it like immediately like this is what's gonna happen next. And like I could write a I could write a rom com yes. like Christmas movie. I could do it. And it would be good. <laughs> what was the most what was the okay, did you call this was the thing about the happiest season that, and, and I think that when we do watch these Christmas movies, like a warm blanket, like, State Farm. like Coco, like your, like your, like State Farm, like stuffing, there's things that are reliable that you're like, it's just going to happen and it's going to be a warm blanket of encouragement and, and familiarity. And that's why I watch this. My problem with Christmas, the, happiest season is there was I felt too much of that like I wanted a give me some give me some surprise I did not I didn't feel surprised about anything maybe the Allison the Sloan character I was very confused by that I know they have an open marriage when they yeah tell like you we were were gonna tell (gasps) and I was like literally yeah that was that was confusing. The way yeah. that was written well, no, was confusing. It, all it was was that like but, they were getting a divorce. They had separated months, a couple months ago. Apparently he was dating what's her fate? Carolyn, I think her name was. No. And it wasn't a surprise to her, but it was like a surprise to everybody else. And there was like so many times when like and maybe it wasn't a surprise, but it was just kind of like it should have like an event or an, a scene should have ended but it like kind of tripped and fell on its face more times like like that like oh my gosh it's such a surprise we're seeing my husband whatever have a and she's like oh we we just started to- I I already knew about this or at the very end when she was like um when like the the girls were getting into a fight everybody was t- telling everybody secrets and then you're like oh my gosh this is the climax and then like, right. third daughter is like i never felt loved and i'm like like yes but like 
that's not really the central piece here. And so you're like, okay, so we're just tripping over yeah. awful endings over and over yeah. and over again. Exhausted. I will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, isn't it enough to have the gay That's what I was thinking. Line. Like it took it yeah. away. Like she was like it, stealing her thunder in a way <laughs> where it's like, I've been in an unhappy marriage and I've been afraid to tell you because if I got divorced, you might never love me again. And it's like, here's the thing, grown ass adult women. We all like, have get our some shit therapy with our parents. And... We, yeah, well, everyone needs everybody, especially those children. Needs. Those children. <laughs> yeah, at one point in the movie, listeners, these devil children, for no reason, it never really gets explored. They, the world they to act burn. robotic and mean robotic and mean for no reason and i think it's supposed to be funny but at one point poor Kristen stewart who was having a shit time they're at some shop with her someplace she doesn't even want to be and they threw they put in something at this like boutique a necklace in her bag and of course at this freaking town she gets you know pulled in I by the security cop i thought it was mall. so yeah, well, it and wasn't who, who they, Both of those art. people, like, familiar. that's... It's, it's um, Lauren Lapkus. Yeah. But they're both great. They're both hilarious in the right things. And the other guy was Timothy... If you've ever watched the show Veep, mm. I've been telling everyone to watch Veep. for. Yeah. Um, but he plays a char- the character of Jonah on Veep. You just... Y'all just got to watch Veep. It's never more relevant than right now. There Literally, there is a season on Veep about, like, mm-hmm. electoral recounts and shit. It's Woof. crazy. But, but like, it's very funny. And that, like, police interrogation when she, like, that. supposedly stole this thing happened. And, it, like, again, like, it felt like it was, like, the tale of two different kinds of vibes of st- of, of storytelling. Like, it was, like, the Christmas movie that was like <coughs> yes. parents and then like the hijinks. slapstick thing that was happening like Dan Levy was in that movie hijinks <laughs> and like it was kind of like woven like like a like a like a mm. pie lattice some cottage like, some cottage core apple perfect pie. <laughs> look at that I love that visual Rachel so, because it felt a little like like oh we're switching into this storyline oh we're switching into this storyline and sometimes it would overlap but like really or like or like um, meld but some but a lot of times it didn't it was like oh dan levy's yuck, here yuck, here's yuck. A, all like yeah. a little like levity and um You're excuse totally fine. me before I'm we so move sorry, on guys. i want to say one thing about those those devil twins my one of my favorite one of my favorite parts which i did actually <coughs> laugh at both times i watched this movie is so sloan kind of like gives her children off to abby so she could go shopping like she's like somebody asked for from santa the complete works of sylvia plath are these are fucking mon- monster children yeah yes sylvia plath well and there's and there is a reason probably why these children are monstrous and it might have to do with the fact that mommy and daddy have probably been fighting non-stop for a year robots. what and mommy and daddy are robots mommy like, and daddy are robots but they have been at least yeah. passive aggressively fighting children feel that and also you're dealing with a mother who has all of this 
um, resentment and anger towards mm-hmm. her parental figures. Yeah. All of this is just manifesting in the worst way. And I think sprinkling on top of these already, these children that might've always been devil children, but this is really permeated. I think it's a big, like, it's a big switch. Like um, when they do get divorced, like they're obviously acting out because they're living in an unhappy family because in at the very end we have like a year later and everyone's like <laughs> watching it's a wonderful life at the movie theater and like the kids are there with allison bruce sloan and like they're throwing popcorn at each other like they're like behaving like normal children and not sociopaths so we're to believe that like yes oh mm-hmm. you know it's been a year since they've gotten divorced like things are better which i really like too is that like with divorce, like, there's often this, like, stigma of, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, yes, there's something to be sorry for. Like, a relationship has, you know, fallen apart. But also, there's a reason people get divorced. Like, that you're not happy and you shouldn't be, right. like, and with especially with, like, a family. Like, and I like the idea of, like, especially when they have Christmas morning. It's, like, they're all there. It's, like, we're not together, but we're still a family. Like that, just because they're getting divorced doesn't mean that their family's right. broken. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I have a lot of regard for families that do that. <laughs> it's not happening in my family, unfortunately. But my ex, I won't say anything. It's not like she's listening to this, but <clears throat> I doubt I'll ever see that human again. But um, regardless, it would be. I mean, it would, that's the whole thing. It's like, I think the sense of our children are a bigger priority than the trivial things between us. We can right. put up a good front or something. It, you it, know? Like uh, we, we can feel like we can shove down all of our resentment and all of our like <laughs> shit we have with our family, but like, it's going to come out one in maybe like an, a, in like a really warped, unhealthy yes. thing. Yes. Whether that means when you're like drinking or whether that means when you're like high stress or mm-hmm. in your children, like your children, like are like children are the most honest people on the freaking planet. They will say and do whatever they feel. And so like, if the thing is shoved into the children, then like the children will, you know, act out or do whatever. So this is a subject um about the movie or a part of the movie that I am interested in hearing about from you guys because I really really liked uh, the character of Riley played by Aubrey Plaza and I think (laughs) of all the characters of like I would call the second tier like the extraneous characters coming in here hers is the most important because she is a link to Harper's past and you come to find out that that first off, there's people in the community that refer to her. I think I think somebody says, "Well, it's unfortunate about her lifestyle choice." So you, I want to. I, I wrote that down actually. Exactly. I, I, I. That's what I was like wondering. I was like, "Are they really talking about her lifestyle choice?" Like because she is an openly gay woman like or and then i was like yeah what is they talking about her like <laughs> just hear me out her lifestyle choice as a doctor <laughs> like <laughs> like no 
No, because that's what I they're know, that's what like, they're comparing the really two of like working they're long so hours. like what an. I'm no, watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. It's because she's gay. I know, but because I agree, like, are they? Is that a homophobe comment? I guess it must be. Yes, it is. Well, it's a it's a dated comment. If that the nicest thing I can say about it is it's a dated comment. Like a hook comment, like everybody knows what that means, sort of thing. Even if they were talking about, even if they were talking about her lifestyle choices, like a busy doctor who, like you know, whatever. I think it would be a nod yeah. to earlier movies and earlier like pop culture all, references of like the. Gay all lifestyle. I can say then like, is that yeah. if they did, and they did say that, and that's what they meant. Then that either a they really didn't mean that, and they were just kind of like putting on this front since they were at this like club, you know, in case someone overheard. Because at the end, when Harper does come out, they're cool with it. There's n- there's no like moment of like. You can't be gay, like, like they're taking pictures and putting them of, of like the two the two of them together and putting it on the Instagram feed. Like they are a hundred, and they're going to Pride the next like summer, like. Yeah, and they're not. She, the only thing they're upset about is, oh, I, I, yeah. you thought I pressured you so much that you th- right. thought I wouldn't love so you. So I don't like, understand that comment. About. I guess, like, unless they were lying or like they were putting up. Well, there were. Well, they're repeating, they're repeating what either Riley's parents have said or someone else said. They're not saying, but the way Mary Steenburgen says it, she says it like when my mom talks about cancer, like my mother whispers sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, her brother (laughs) who has cancer. I'm like, it doesn't seem terrible ASMR. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, no, dude. I'm like, no, he just say it. If you don't whisper, not whisper, it, it doesn't make the might... cancer go away. Or like, the- that you said that because whispering, like you saying whispering, it doesn't make whatever go away. And like all of these people, including Harper, including Abby, who's fold into this and like all of these family members, they won't like. They're, they're so blind that they, nobody will acknowledge it, except for Aubrey, Pro, Aubrey Plaza. Plaza, yeah. Um, and she is, like, not only trying to acknowledge it, but doing it in a really caring and tender way. Like, yes. everyone needs an Aubrey Plaza. Every, every, every person, no, no matter if you're a gay person in a movie or a gay person in real life, Every, like, I, I feel like that is a very familiar thing to have and feel is someone that's like, I know, I know what's up. She's the best character. You don't have to pretend in front of me. You don't have to be like, she, she's the best yeah. And she's, she's known for being this like really dead. That was so refreshing. Yeah. And she was this. very refreshing. Yeah. It was like, I, 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 yeah. Bit, you know, like a little bit of like deadpan humor. A little snark. Was, yeah thing you know yeah they had like a funny you know time when they were singing at the that, that song Teresa that was great <laughs> okay so I did not so if you guys remember in the in the in, for those who haven't watched it this obviously it's not a spoiler free edition <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say that at the beginning um 
two of the drag queens that are featured are uh, RuPaul's Drag Race winner from, I think, five years ago, Jinx Monsoon, and fan favorite Ben De La Creme. Those are the drag queens, both from RuPaul's Drag Race, that are at this bar. And they're <laughs> singing a song. And mind you, I watched this with Hannah. And we watched it, but we didn't, like, have the phone on. We just were texting back and forth. And, like, saying little comments back and forth and listening. I have Rachel, never have, heard this Christmas song in my life. The 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 Santa Claus one? Yes. Do you know Did this you too? Ever, Teresa, I had a I had this moment of panic feel... because when you said what? that, I thought about we we always sing that like on Christmas Eve with my family. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't think I've ever heard this song in a Christmas movie. So then I got like scared thinking, like, is this a song that like I'm gonna... Oh, <laughs> what is the must song called? Oh, Santa. Do we know? Must be Santa. I will play it at the end of the damn podcast. Oh, so it is called Must Be Santa. Do you know who the first, like the first music video is? Like when it, when you pull it up on YouTube, Bob Dylan. No, who? Okay, well, that's perfect. I'll, I, I'll definitely put that on the website. This I Bob Dylan yeah, must be Santa video. It. That's weird. Especially coming from a Jewish man. Why did the Jewish... So many wonderful Jewish singers really just go real deep into Christmas. Streisand and Neil Diamond have a word I mean Christmas albums. And I swear, I swear by him. I'm not trying to go off on a tangent here, but it just, makes perfect sense though. Let's because, think about I mean, that for a second. There's no other holiday that you have a you don't have a, a Thanksgiving album or an Easter album or a Halloween album. You have a Christmas album because there's just more Christmas songs. Like yeah, yeah. There's more body, you know, more Christmas songs, and it's just like it's it's the whole thing. But like when they were listening to that song in that bar, I, I thought they were so cute. Like um, uh. Aubrey Plaza was like pointing at her and trying to get the drag queen to come and, and like sing with her. And like she was like, she scooched I over and sat next to her on the bench because, yes, I was like, change this, change the story arc of this movie. That's what I was really hoping. Honestly, I don't want to sound like without a heart, but. I could not get into the Mackenzie Davis character. I I've liked her in other things, but I'm like, she seems like she has a history of being an awful person. Yes. I don't know. I know she's growing up and it might have had to do with all this other things, but she's need twice. Yeah. She needs twice a week therapy. And no matter what, Kristen Stewart and her are going Here's to have thing. major conflict in the, in the future. Yeah, I, I go out with Riley. Or at least don't go out with anyone and, and stay friends with Riley and build up that kinship. Like, she needs someone like that in her yeah. life. It doesn't mm -hmm. even have to be romantic. But, like, an, another queer female that is positive and affirming with her. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is out. Like, here's too old. I mean... Sorry, she's just too. Here's old the moral of the too story. Grown to be my, in the closet. Like in my brain, the moral of the story is, and John, uh, okay. not John, John the character, but Dan Levy has a very, very nice monologue about it at the end, 
where uh like Harper has basically Correct. denounced Abby in front of everybody like when Sloane outs her and she's like she's lying and that's the last fucking straw and so Abby that was hard like rough to watch oh. uh, so Abby runs outside and she <laughs> there's this part where John's like do you want to go for a walk and I would be like no John take me home like I need to get out of this fucking place but they just go yes. for a walk and he has this whole big yeah. thing about how <laughs> like he asked her about when she came out to her parents and they were super supportive and loving and when he came out to his parents his dad didn't talk right. to him for 13 years and that like and he even says like everyone's coming out story is different like there's gonna be an amazing like time and the worst time ever and yeah. so like just because you had a good experience and a loving supportive family doesn't mean that Harper will and and I, and I think yeah. that was, like, really important to see him spell out, like, him saying, this is, like, you you can't get caught up in her not being at your level. Like, everyone is going to go through it in, in a different way. And, like, like, that was one of the, one, that was one of the conversations that made this a movie explicitly about a gay couple and not just, like, a Christmas movie and they have it's to be gay. Like, this is clearly movie, yeah. something mm-hmm. that, that is, like, a it's a, it's a queer movie, yeah. But, like, and, like, it was really important for him to say that. But, like, I think the ending for me, before before she, there was, like, such a, the, the intense pressure cooker of that party and of her sister outing her and everything kind of going up in smoke, my thought was, like, I really want her to leave Harper. Like, I just want her to leave Harper because... Like, the only reason she's coming out to her family is under intense, intense, the most intense pressure she's ever felt in her life. And that's that. Like, that's the romance. That's the romance we're given as, as, a, as, as a movie. And so that, that time when she's like, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. Bye. And then she's like, late. why? What are you talking about? And she's like, I, I wanted her to go with that. I just wanted her to say, like, you're just not ready to, to do this right now. No. And like, yeah. Yes, I get it at the end. Again, spoiler. Like, I get it at the end that she was like, I can't live without you. I, I really want to be with you. And then she, like, looks to her gay best friend, John. Right. And I didn't like, like that. basically gave her, like, the nod. Like, you should definitely, like. And I was like, that's weird. And then she was like, and then she, and then they end, and then they end up together. Because it's, because it's a Christmas I was, movie. Like, okay. Like. I know, I know. But I was like. I, I was hoping I was like ho- like the last thread Ooh. of clearing this movie could have been that, and she could have been like I would love to like explore our relationship and like start again with you, but like I'm immediately gonna go back because you came out and I guess I forgive you now and let's be together. Yeah, like, I'm like oh, I'm exhausted. Like I just I just see a pattern of abuse and this my heart must be cold and tiny like the green like the grinches are i don't know why but i feel like i do i and it's not like i don't want to but i uh, maybe i'll give it to kristen stewart kristen stewart does paint in her eyes very good in this movie like i like she you know already she slumps a bit when she walks her her like her vampire lesbian real exaggerated like, laser and like open shirt and yeah. she's a little drunk oh that outfit was washed. great rachel rachel <laughs> just threw her arms up in the air enjoy it's it's a look. that is a hot look. it's oh super God. gay it's like, it's like the gayest outfit ever and like her like 
a outfit storyline is like it like culminates with this like open shirt like <laughs> thing whatever and like i just love that like the volcano of like i hate you I'm i was gonna you say like out, also like between like, everything that she's worn yes. in this movie the fact that the that women have matching necklaces you only see it a couple times but they have in like the intro, like it shows them like giving like they, they exchange necklaces like in a park, and Kristen Stewart always is wearing it. So and it's funny to Good watch eye. because Harper wears it at the beginning, but like either she's wearing something to cover it up eventually, or she stops wearing it altogether. So this outfit that that Kristen Stewart's wearing, wow. they have matching necklaces, and then Harper is Abby's screensaver on her phone. How does no one put this together that these women are lovers? Like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, her sister. I, I think that her sister called it. Like, I think she definitely two. suspected. I think that her sister was like, "What's going on?" Yeah, Which sister, and- not Jane. <laughs> I think that Jane lives in <laughs> Middle Earth. <laughs> Jane is too too involved in fantasy worlds yeah. in her like, you know, her her writing. But like, she she just like suspects stuff, and she's like, oh hi, and she's I think she's just waiting for a moment to to out oh, her sister that so that moment. she can be the favorite. And I mean, that storyline, that like whole kind of gay outfit story. I also think we haven't talked about this person yet um (gasps) my dad um victor garber (laughs) i want Um, him to be my dad who i adore (laughs) i love i adore the actor Victor Garber, who's also gay in real life oh yes i did not know that yes he he i saw his name on the opening credits and i like yelled i was like (gasps) victor garber and like i had like flashes of like annie and all of these like beautiful movies and then and then, like, he, he was fine. Like, he was a little bit, like, tired. You know, <coughs> you know younger man that I remember. And, he, but he's, like, fine. He's, like, playing this politician running for mayor. But at the very end, yep. I was, Absolutely. like, Oh, my God. His husband is movie. gorgeous. Like, he's. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, and, well, for, for folks who do not know Victor Garber, go to the uh, Pop Culture Persephone sites you will see a photograph of Rainier Anderson he looks like husband Victor Garver also like still best friends with uh, Jennifer Garner they both starred in Alias together and played father and daughter both super spies and they are very very close to this day and he is Victor Garber's husband looks like the guy that played uh, wait, um, Victor Garber's Ma husband Harper's does? old boyfriend. No. Looks like Connor? Victor Garber's husband looks <coughs> Okay, look at look at Victor Garber's husband's face and then go to the look at Jake McDorman who plays Liam Harper's ex-boyfriend from high school. Look at his face. I'll take your word Google. for it. Um, I think he looks like Chuck Norris, that's, but that's just me. His face. first off we haven't talked about this the stupidity this felt very this felt very heterosexual tropey to me i also felt like i had visions of meet the fockers and i had visions of my best friend's wedding in this movie the old boyfriend showing up um that's a meet the fockers thing and my best friend wedding 
that's the Dan Levy oh, yeah. character showing up for um so I mean again these things have been done in other movies they just obviously much better and with but here's why Kristen Stewart is better than Julia Roberts is because Dan Levy's like I'm here for you I'm here to save you whereas Julia Roberts is like I need your help to get him back Uh, rewatching my best friend's wedding as an adult I love that movie as a kid rewatching as adult oh my god Julia Roberts is a monster she's horrible oh but that's why I love it because if you, <clears throat> but if you think about the '90s and what is brilliant in Julia Roberts' career, is she sandwiched Pretty Woman at the very beginning of the '90s, did a shitload of movies in between, some rom, many rom coms, some not, and at the very end, she does My Best Friend's Wedding and she just flips it, and she becomes the devil, the villain in the rom com, and. Her, her gay best uh, friend in that movie is is the voice of true reason because he does go down there to save her and to do some hijinks but at the end he's like yeah. no one is chasing you love mm. you're no one's chasing you and he does and he does show up at the end for right. her because he knows that she's a pathetic mess and she might need a little and- comforting but that next day yeah. you know he's going to be like Get the fuck over it. He and John. I mean, John was like, honestly. No, he's he's been the, he's been always right. like the voice of reason from the beginning. He's like, why are you? First of all, why are you proposing? Like, why are you? Yeah. Like, I yes, exact the beginning. That I loved that at the beginning. Like, what? Why are we doing this? Because remember, at one he, point she says, "Well, to be honest, I want to ask." Her dad's and her dad's permission. Yeah, and he's right. like he's like down with the patriarchy. I mean, he's like, yeah, it wasn't because they hadn't been dating for that long. He's just like screw the patriarchy and like they're <laughs> that looks ridiculous. Like Kristen Stewart is this like like there's this moment when I see Kristen Stewart and I'm like you know I make all these assumptions about her because she's like you know she's got the dyed red or the dyed blonde hair and the like funky whatever and then she comes out <coughs> like, the day they're supposed to leave, and she's in this like Henley sweater thing that kind of looks like a June Cleaver cardigan you know yes and I think to like get this like kind of kind of traditional vibe and she's like and, and I'm thinking like but it makes sense because she wants to like lock it down and bring it up and like ask for her you know her dad's hand in marriage or whatever and dan levy is like i don't know it's kind of like a like a like a yes role that he's playing is like the opposite of this like he's like he's like the woke june cleaver conservative also like he's like slow down he's yeah slow down again Mm -hmm. it has been i i didn't even catch Hannah, you have thank God you have such keen awareness and uh, of detail. The 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 necklace thing. Why were they? It, it, they that, already have necklaces. <laughs> I have been in relationships for multiple years. Into exchange jewelry <laughs> that is you like year three. If you're a lucky woman on woman relationship, like because it just goes so freaking fast. I don't know because it, like it in the, just go back and like watch the lot. beginning because it's this really cute, like almost like comic booky style. Like they meet at a Christmas party on December fourteenth, and then they go on a date on the eighteenth, 
and then they spend New Year's together. And then just goes like, and then it goes to Valentine's Day, and they spend like, you know, times it. It was like the it was a very good like, credits. Like during this part, was this the beginning? Yeah, but my favorite part yeah, about this credits. is it's like the like pictures. There's a scene out. where like they're having Thanksgiving, and it's Harper and Abby and John, and I'm like, why didn't Harper go home for Thanksgiving? If their if their family is so tight knit and family means so much, why wasn't she home for Thanksgiving? Why did she spend it with? John and Abby, but also during. Well, she made a that was an excuse. Well, she made an excuse about doing like, all stuff. Guaranteed Thanksgiving dinner and just go back and watch this part. Dan Levy, John has his hand up a turkey's butt, and he's just like making this grimace, like, eh, like face, like it's like wow, we know he's gay, like <laughs> just like moment it's it's hilarious like oh my god <laughs> yeah and there's not i i thought i didn't pay attention to that part even though i would, i knew it was happening because i only i just thought that it was instead of like kind of a pre-movie information oh. i thought it was like going to spell out the events no. of the movie so i was Oh, they're gonna exchange necklaces. Oh, they're gonna whatever. And it was nice but because at the end they so did I the just same didn't thing, but um, um, like with the Instagram feed, where it's like this is like what happened within the next year. So that was really cute. Yes, to, like, yeah. like tie in those like intros and outros. Yeah. And there is yeah, yeah. I like fucking that. tipper. The, um, and like the mom being obsessed, like uh, Harper's being obsessed. With um, with the Instagram and like getting the perfect picture, which like you know, checked out. But in the very end, during the credits, there's like we're we're celebrating like different cute. holidays, and we're all mm-hmm. like going to like the Pride Parade to like support <gasps> has a girlfriend, daughter, and Aubrey Plaza's oh! character. That's her. Leah Duvall, like paired up. I didn't really. That's picture. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I do. I, I knew she was like, that. oh, it's cute. Like, was, Riley has a girlfriend. I like that's good. I just didn't realize that that's who that was. That's too funny. Yeah. Um, so good. Love it. So you could, do you guys think, so we saw a year into the future. Do you think five years into the future, these two no. are still together? I say no. Yes. You say yes. Oh, I I think yes, but not healthily. I mean, come on. It, it, I don't think it is. Though. They first don't say that. Openly gay relationship. Do they? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I well, mean, the there's... first relationship she came out to her family. Yes. She's been. She's been with women. She was mm-hmm. with. She secretly I'm saying, dated she, Riley, they said Riley in high school, was her but that first was the girlfriend. Are we she to was... believe that she only dated men until <laughs> Abby then? No, I'm sure she, I'm sure I was under well, the impression she could okay. be dating. She could have dated other women in college. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that. But, but, and but like, Riley was, that was like secret. First. Yeah. Riley right. Was the, and only men were introduced to the family, essentially. Right. So like, that's, that's why I think that like, now that she is like open and there, I think that she, and with her family too, like, I mean, not everything is sunshine and rainbows, even though they're like accepting of her. Like there's a lot of shit that has built up. So like now that she's like out, I think that it's going to be difficult for, 
I, and I also genuinely think that they are in love and are, you know, like are, um, like, you know, can, can be together in a healthy way, but like that was in a, in a year stuff. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to, I think she's going to flee yes. within, I think, I think by year four, there's going to be um, an affair. They're not going to be in an open relationship because Abby's not going to want one. Even though Harper starts to bring up the idea here and there, Abby does not want one. Harper goes outside of the marriage and she cheats on her with two people, one being a woman, one being a man, and it breaks up the relationship. That is what I believe happens. And then Harper for like the next that year tries absolutely desperately to get like, back I together. Written it better myself. To no avail. And, and not it's a, a thing, not a Christmas it's a, it's movie. A, it's a Halloween not, movie. Not, is, it's a scary mine movie. Is the HB, oh, okay. Mine is the it's HBO <laughs> version. Mine is the HBO version of like you know the sadness that happens. But um, I I was definitely happy to see something different um Mm -hmm. i just think if they're going to continue i think this is a good place to start in this sub genre here's the thing like this is like you said this is a gay movie this is a queer movie it's also a christmas movie but what like the next step would be like i think one of you said it was that the next step would be let's make a Christmas movie and the main characters happen to be queer. Like that's just, it's not the defining aspect of the movie. That's just what it is. Whereas this one was like, that's what it all was about. Right. And that kind of happened in a little bit of a way in the family stone. Yes. the, the, The son was gay and like, it was brought up. Yes. In a conversation, but like, it wasn't like it, they were introduced to the characters as like this elephant in the the, room like to the holidays you know it wasn't like a whole thing and that is i I think that is the next step obviously you know like like we just need to make this a little bit like less of like a thing um but like there was i think that this was there are some parts of it that were a good bridge between not having any gay characters be explicitly out and and to that um, that reality of like, what does um, mass society acceptance and lack of homophobia look like in mainstream media? And that is the ideal, obviously. And I think that they also touched on like the essential bridge things. Like it is the worst thing to not be seen as a queer person. Like it is the, like, it's the, like the worst thing to like have your identity completely disregarded over and over and over again. And like to, to hold on to that. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, yeah. it's a necessary piece. I think that it's going to take several more years for this to catch on, but like, I enjoyed it. There's enjoyed one moment myself. that I, I, I really thought would have been interesting. And I want to see what you guys have to say, like say about it is that, at the end, um, Victor Garber comes downstairs and he's like, I'm so sorry that I ever made any of you feel that you couldn't talk to me about things, that you couldn't, you know, tell me who you were or how your relationships were going. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to work and do better at it. 
And then after that, he gets a phone call from Anna Gasteyer, who's a big, like, high-powered donor. Mm-hmm. And she she was there when Sloan, like, outed Harper. And so she saw the whole thing. And she's like, I don't know if that was true, but, like, if Harper can, like, adopt, like, a don't ask, don't tell policy, like, we can make this work. And, like, I can help you win, like, the mayoral, the position that you're you're running for. And there's this moment where he, like, he hangs up the phone and you don't know what he's going to do. But you obviously do because he already said that he didn't care about it. So I was thinking, would would this have been a moment to further normalize like a like a queer lifestyle, a gay lifestyle, if Anna Gasteyer had called in and been like, why didn't you tell me sooner that Harper was gay? The, the, everyone loves the gays. It's 2020. Like, right. <laughs> but I would have, I, I actually <laughs> I wanted that to happen. Like, that, like this, but not even that, that I, I assumed he is, I assumed that he Republican. is, I could be wrong, yeah. that he is um, running on a more conservative agenda, but I'm like, is this, you know, is this the, I might I have be a gay conservative, yeah. but I love all my children right. and I have almost like the trophy I gay know, daughter, yeah. which some conservative politicians have done. Um, so, and, and then I wanted him to say something back, like, I think you and I were having the same fantasy, but I wanted him to say something that's like, <laughs> my daughter is not a trophy for political games. I'm, I'm out. Boom. And then and just then, saying, I'm not running. You guys are more important to me. So, and that's what he did, you know, was like, you know, I'm sorry, it's not going to work out. And he agreed. He said, I agree. Right. That like, I, this, this is how I'm going to be and whatever. And I think that like having... I I think that there needed to be like Anna Gasteyer's opinion being like, if she can just not tell whatever, it'll be fine. And I'll donate to your campaign. I think that that needed to happen because all of the pressure and all of the, like, I that think has to that be real. disown me or have a negative reaction to people coming out or people being anything but yeah. perfect. It had, there had to be an element of realness in it. It couldn't and just that's be why like, that this was work, just everybody's not realistic. This wasn't true. And, um, and then, and right. They, like, if they did do that, like, with what they yes. ended up doing, here's how I wish they had done it. Because, like I said, when Victor Garber comes down, down, down the stairs and we, he, you know, he's like, I love you. I'm going to do better. We already know that he's made that decision. And then the phone call comes. What I wish they had done was he's been hiding upstairs, like, mm-hmm. all night, like, after them like telling him about their failing marriage and her coming out and so they haven't seen him i wish that we could have seen victor garber like pacing in his study like all conflicted he gets the phone call then from anna gasteyer being like we can do this if you tell harper to keep it in the closet and he has this moment of like do i choose this mayor position and this donor or do I choose my daughter like and then he comes downstairs and then he does it like mm-hmm. his just oh, based he like, on uh, like he he's like been given what he wants from Anna Gasteyer and even still he's gonna choose his family yeah and it's a solo decision I think the fact that he had to make it in, in front of his family like I mean 
granted away from them in another room but like that would have made it a lot more clear cut and a lot more like like I mean the, the ending would have been more clear like a like a hit but that's again all of these endings that ended the movie like all of these things didn't really feel like they were like they were really like kind of messy like these um like like the like the fight happening between the two daughters there were so many and like fake out supposedly, and then it continuing with the third daughter or like yes oh the first yeah like it's just like not really clear endings except for at the very end when it's like okay everybody's happy and smiley and it's it's all good now um and like so like it just kind of followed the theme of like ugh, like why can't it's just like a fall on your face and then being dragged kind of ending um but whatever that whatever it may be but in the instagram reel um Mm-hmm. At the end, when we find when we like exactly, see the year and later, so it all works like, out. Whatever yeah. he he ends up winning his mayoral um, election, so it all works out, you know. So that if you stay true to yourself and just continue on, then things will work out. So we are going to wrap this up, but but before we go, we're going to do a little thing that is what I would say. I came for this, but I stayed for this. And what I mean is, for this movie, I came for Kristen Stewart, but I stayed for the Mary character Holland. Jane, played by is her name Amy Holland? Mary <laughs> Holland. So, who did you guys starting with Rachel this time? Rachel, who'd you come for and who'd you stay for in this movie? Oh, God. Um, I would have to say... That I came for Mackenzie Davis. Okay. Who played. And. Oh God. Um, there are no wrong answers Rachel. Yes. <laughs> I, I I stayed for Aubrey Plaza. Okay. I, Very good. Uh, I Anna? didn't know a ton about this movie. I came for you Teresa. Uh, <laughs> no. I uh, I guess I came for. Holy <laughs> damn Andy. <laughs> Like he, I saw him in the the trailer, and like it'll be nice to see him do okay. something other than Schitt's Creek, even though he played the exact same character, which is a little disappointing. I really hope, like Aubrey Plaza, who I only know, I I don't watch Parks and Rec, but that's what she's known for, right? She is, but I will tell you, there is a <gasps> great oh, the movie Alice. out there. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. I have seen that. Ingrid. Ingrid the, okay. little, the little app. It also Ingrid goes west. Okay, good. Go, so uh, yeah, I Ingrid guess goes I, west, I really, very I mean, I enjoy Chitsuke. So. I enjoy his character, but I would have liked to see him do something a little different. But that's also probably why he was cast. Regardless, I came for Dan, Dan Levy. I stayed for the dominatrix chance, uh, reindeer. <laughs> My favorite. Like I, it was such a small, <laughs> weird ass part. <laughs> like it just. It was so small, yeah. You're like, why? No, it was enough. Weren't you hoping they were going to go back to that? Like, I was. I was like, oh my god, God, I had a year later with them in the Instagram reel. When Kristen Stewart was like hanging on the house, and like she was, she she like her eye level was like in the house, and the people were like, oh my god, there's a person like trying to look in our window. an innocent thing it was it was like an innocent like oh my god somebody's looking at a window and i was like it was just such a weird like way to start the movie and they like came out of the house and i was like did i um yes very weird yeah so that's probably my answer i I mean as much as i hate them i the twins like also were a fucking riot 
Like, because I think it's also because, like, both of those aspects, like, aren't something yeah. I've ever seen in, like, a Christmas movie. Like, I don't, I've never seen a dominatrix in a Christmas movie. I've also never seen, like, mm. the shi- like the twins from The Shining, like, in, the Chris- in a Christmas movie. Like, what a weird... Right. You could have had, like, that <laughs> stereotypical kid trope yeah, of, like, kid. the the bratty little girl and the smart little boy or something. Like, you know, like that. But no, they're just too little. Mm-hmm. Which, and they moved the story forward because which when they dropped I, the necklace, I know in her we're app, wrapping this up. She but was I also hate that this, part like, where Caroline or, like, or Carolyn sees like the alarm go go off at the mall, and then she calls Victor Garber, and she's like, "This is what I saw. She's not invited to the dinner. Fucking why? No one knows that happened. Like, <laughs> whatever. Just." <laughs> It was, a, it was a it was a like you said a, yeah a plot, it was a lot a story element like to move it forward but i am honored I mean, please yeah, always the ask me why i ask you to watch these types of movies i mean and as you as well Rachel, we have the, the cynical one perspective cynical one, different things the, both of you saw that, is that i did see. but like like, I mean, Rachel is Sandra Bullock, so she's Rachel while you were sleeping and and the lake house and Practical Magic. She's been every one of those human beings, and <laughs> she just is the romantic heroine. I mean, yes. come on, what are we gonna do? So, but that's why we're here to infuse this with the questions of the how and the why i wish to have that much love in my heart listen i feel that way about benjamin button though and rachel's like oh my god Teresa, how and i'm just like because (laughs) i'm over i'm overwhelmed by i was horrifying horrifying like to listen to i'd never seen that movie watching you guys or listening to you guys talk about it was yeah you were not. Told, race, you were not compelled afterwards to go. I must. Watch you guys told the movie. story so well that I didn't feel like I had to. It's a lot. It's a. Mo- it's a. It's a mind fuck. It's I a. It's a lot. Why. It makes me very emotional. Oh yes. I'm getting. I'm getting the clips thinking. Thank of you. It. Okay, I'm gonna let you go. But you guys, thank you so much. Just for the um, our listeners out there, do not forget to go on the popcultureperceptive.com website to see a bunch of fun companion pieces to this podcast there's also a contributor page where you can read more about hannah storch and rachel droder my beautiful and very intelligent guest this week thank you all happy season happy christmas movies Special night, yeah, that's why. Must be Santa, must be Santa.